close to Isaiah 54, please. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Today, I'm, I'm going to use about three scriptures with some commentary in between to seal some things that have happened. And, um, wow, this is awesome. I have to be honest with you. There's so many things stirring in my spirit that because today's a brand new day and because of what you'll see unfold, I'll just, here's what I'm going to have to do, okay? I'm going to have to point back to today, the first Sunday of fall, and I'll bring you up on the timeline in the weeks to come of the stunning, supernatural, creative miracles that have already begun. Sometimes when I pray over into a meeting <clears throat> because of the office we walk in and seeing things to come, I pray out things that I see are happening or that the Lord wants to do. And when I see a lot, I've finally learned that sometimes I'm seeing into the fruit of what's happening and I finally learned it's not all supposed to be done in that one service. <laughs> and I want to become much more effective at that so that you, know, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. And so uh, I've had some visitations. I've seen over into some things. And I'll do my best and to be faithful uh, to carry out these things as the weeks ensue through the fall. It will be the greatest fall you have ever experienced in your lives. But today was the breaking up of the fallow ground just so the seed could get in there and actually be received. So instead of talking about all of the absolute glorious, I'm talking about creative, just awe-inspiring, above and beyond what you could ask or imagine miracles that are happening. We'll get to those. But you need to understand for those miracles to happen, Today had to happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So therefore, I'm going to follow this track because, you know, he knows what he's doing. And he certainly knows what we need. The Lord said many things about 2022. It would take a significant amount of time to talk about them all and bring everybody up that may be visiting, and we're going to have visitors every week. So we're going to have to change the format of trying to rehearse and make sure everybody knows and, uh, and make materials available where they can catch up. But I want you to understand, a year ago, September 24th, I laid my head back on the pillows in Hayes, Kansas, preparing for a Holy Ghost meeting. And the Word of the Lord came to me about 3.30 or 4 in the afternoon as I was preparing for that weekend series of, of meetings, and the Lord said, seven unusual harvests coming to you in 2022. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. I've talked to you about those, about those briefly. 
But he said it will start now and begin to manifest before the end of the year, and it did. So I think it will do your faith good at some point during the weeks to come to go over the timelines and to show you the word of the Lord coming to pass. Because if you can just wrap yourself around what he's done, you can start believing he'll do it for you. Because you are the ministry. And if it doesn't happen for you, So, um, so there's much we can say about where we are. One of the things he said to me was that in 2022, the law of restoration would come into full manifestation. Another thing he said to me very clearly was 2022, the year lifelong dreams will come true. Amen. Glory be to God. And on August the 15th, he told me things would begin to turn by September 1. And boy, have they. In fact, he told me there would be testaments of the turnaround. And we've had some, oh boy, wow. And, we've, and we're just in a couple inches deep in the water. I'm telling you, glory to God. But all of that, every bit of everything he has promised is under the canopy of the clear word he gave about 2022. And he told me it would be the year of the great lifting up. And in that, we've covered enough ground now that we've talked about what the lifting up means. We've talked about, you know, the word raise means to be lifted up. Arise, right? Resurrection. So you have to understand, when he's talking about the great lifting up, he's talking about resurrection power doing in this body and in your body what it did in Jesus' body when he came out of the ground. No, y'all didn't get that. I, don't make me come down there and get you. That's slow response cutting into this preaching time, and I'm trying to stay the trade the course here. I said, what happened to Jesus on that third morning is happening in 2022. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Which means I don't care what's dead in your life, it's coming up and alive. How can you have resurrection without restoration? What do you think happened to Lazarus? Glorified supernatural power, bound in grave clothes, hurdles up those steps, appears in the entrance of the tomb. Wrapped up, alive. Jesus had to tell the people, Hey Andy, hey Goober, come look at this. Woo, ain't never seen anything like this. Do I need my bullet? We are more in Christ than a route to hickory nut. I'm serious about this. You're going to have to come on up. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. The high calling of God is calling us upward to the high prize. It's calling us up. That's what happened when John saw that, that door open in heaven. Come up hither and I'll show you something. See, the, the whole idea of a mind renewed so that now I can see clearly means I've come up. I have to come up in my thinking. I have to think it different. In other words, God's opening a door of revelation so you can see what he, how he's seeing it. So you can come on up. Doors in the spirit are not in front of you. They're not linear. They're above you. And the only way to get through doors that God promises is to come up. So when Lazarus came out of the grave, 
he had to say, unwrap him. Loose him from those grave clothes. That's where the body of Christ is right now. They don't know who they are. They're bound by the old deadness and are not awakened to the fact that I ought to be loosed because I'm out. Of the t- I'm out. So part of my job is helping get that wrapping off of you. Are you listening to me? Lord, by this time he stinketh. I know so does the body of Christ. Lord, by this time he stinketh. I know you got some stinking thinking in you too and me. And... But he's about to put the top down and put the pedal to the floor and blow that stink off. I'm telling you. Acceleration has happened in such a way that he's saying, come up. Get out of your mess and come on up. Quit wallowing around in the grave clothes that you used to be in and come on out of there. Now understand then, if that's the case, that he was unwrapped. It wasn't just about Lazarus being raised from the dead. He would have to, his body would have to be free from, healed from, restored from what killed him. I'm trying to communicate to you that the power that raises you up restores you. It takes care of what puts you in that position. Glory, do you understand? So that no matter what you experience that wasn't fully in the will of God, I'm never going back there. That'll never happen to me again. Say right now, whom the Son sets free. Whoever's made free by the Son. <laughs> He's free indeed. Woo! Are you free? Anybody free in the room? Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo. Now, the Lord said to me, and, he, and the verse he gave me was Isaiah 54, 12. We've looked at it in detail, but there's one specific thing we've got to look at today. But in Isaiah 54, he gave me that verse as the crowning verse for the year, that and Psalm uh, 113, 7 and 8. We've looked at Psalm 113 a lot, so I trust you have some kind of recollection of it. But he basically says he lifts the poor and the needy out of the dunghill and sets him a princess. It's a depiction of the pit, the grave, being raised from the dead and set on a throne. Coming from the pit to the palace. Now that's the raising up. That's Psalm 113, 7 and 8. So you need to understand that's what happened in Christ with us. We came out of the trash heap and more realistic, the dung heap. Do you understand what dung is? I mean, I don't want to get vulgar in the pulpit, but I mean, we're talking about, you know, You stink. Waste. Thrown out. Yeah, no. He said, I'm bringing you up out of that. And I'm setting you with princes. We came up out of the ground with him. We were resurrected. We died with him. We were buried with him. We went to hell with him. We were risen with him. We ascended with him. We sat down with him. We're seated with him. The king of kings. I'm a king. He's the king of. Sat down with him far above principality, power, might, and dominion. I've already been lifted up. I've already been lifted up. 
He's already called me out of the grave. So the law of sin and death has no claim on me. So now it's the year of the great lifting up. It's an understanding that we got the same name he got when he was raised up. It's a revelation of who we've been made, a new creature. I'm not that old person. That dumb, broke, sin-filled, inadequate, shame-filled, uh, lust-driven, animalistic, all-about-myself, selfish, emotional person, he, she, died. D-I-E-D, died. You are dead, dead, dead. And you, you're dead. Now put on a new person because you are a new person. Start wearing the clothes. Take off those old clothes. Take off those old clothes. And how you do that is in your mind. Uh, in fact, we're going to Isaiah 54. I said three verses. So these two are like, what are they? They're the introduction. <laughs> so I'm going to give you two real quick before we read Isaiah 54. And it's, it's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. I just want you to read it. I want you to see what God's after today. He's after the real you showing up and showing out. He's after the giant killer in you being let loose. He's after you giving yourself permission to prosper, to be what he's called you to be. As he is, so are we in this world. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It's about time for you to have an influence. It's about time for you to have a say about how things turn out. You understand? And it sounds arrogant and cocky. No, you do it in love. But you're so confident that it brings condemnation on people that don't have that confidence. See, that's what people don't like. Most people who aren't fully and absolutely and completely absolved in Christ and get a revelation of the righteousness of God in Christ struggle when the world has something to say about them. Well, you would have never made it in Noah's day. I said you would have never made it in Noah's day. I said you would have never... You wouldn't have survived in Noah's day. You'd have been outside the ark. That's true. That's true. Amen. Because as, as the coming of the Son of Man is, so it would be as it was in the days of Noah. What happened to Noah? Hebrews eleven seven happened to Noah. By faith, God, Noah, by faith, Noah, excuse me, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with reverential fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house and became an heir an heir of the righteousness. He inherited. Whole world was wrong and he got something the rest of the world didn't get. Judgment came on the whole world, but he got, because he was right, because he was right with God, there was an ark of safety that in the middle of judgment lifted him above the mountains of the earth. Glory to God. And his family. He became an heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Now here's the key phrase. By the which. No, back up. No, no, you're there. By the which. See this word? He condemned the world. See, this is what you don't get. The body of Christ has too much condemnation in them. So that they wilt when somebody else questions them. But when you are fully assured of who you are in Christ, you walk with such a spirit 
of authority and confidence that the people around you don't know why they're reacting the way they're reacting. Because you didn't do anything. It's not your personality. You didn't even say anything. You just walked in the room, and they just they don't like you. The spirit on them doesn't like you. That's the it's not they it's not that they don't like you. It's that the spirit that's driving their lives is totally dominated when you walk in the room. They understand you're in the control. And if you understood it, you wouldn't be put off by what they say about you. Because you're literally condemning their unbelief because you're so confident. And the day you learn that, you quit being moved by other people's thoughts and opinions. Because you're right about it. I said, you're right about it. And it belongs to me. So, you know, it's just a matter of time. The rain's going to start falling. You'll be knocking on my door. Amen. Problem is, God's going to shut the door and I'm going to be able to open it for you. That's what I, I'm telling you as a prophet of God. That's, that's the shift that people that are prophesying about all these events are picking up. It's the kingdom shift of God literally overturning things and taking it out of the wrong hands, putting it in the right hands. It's not all about natural events. It's, it's, it's about you arising, taking your rightful place because he wants to put the earth back, the whole earth, back into the hands of the righteous. We're the seed of Abraham. He's the heir of the world. Now, I'm going to expedite this. Ephesians 4, I want you to see it, so I want you to see the connection. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. He says, oh, back up to verse 22. That'll help us. I need all three verses. He says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. Take him off. Because that's not you. It's not who you are. He's corrupt according to deceitful lust. So whatever that feeling is that's trying to get shut you down, that's deceiving you. It's, it's a demon spirit. It's seducing you away from who you are. You're a new person. So you put him off, verse 23, and how do you do it? You, get, you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Do you see what's happening here today? Yes, sir. Today wasn't just about you getting delivered. It was about you becoming. It's about you putting on something. Something on you that the world don't have anything that can, that can deal with it. No weapon against it can prosper. Nothing they say about it can stop it. The greater one lives in you. The key is not, does the devil know it? The key is, do you know it? Oh, the devil does know it. His head's still bashed in from it. He lost his keys. They're unrecoverable. <laughs> I guarantee you, the devil knows it. Why do you think he's fighting against you and trying to deceive you so badly? Because you're the one in charge. Amen. So notice this. Now let's look at one more verse and then we'll go to Isaiah 54 quickly. Colossians chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. 
I just want to make sure there's at least two witnesses to help you see this. Colossians 2, verse 9 and 10. Well, you know what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right there, before you, before you push the button. See verse 24? Yes, sir. I'm just kind of expediting. But that verse I was going to spend some major time on in the coming weeks. But let's just read it. That you put on the new man. Now, the new man, now remember, you got to get renewed in your mind, right? The new man after God, say after God, God. is created. created. Say created. Created. Say it again. So I'm a new creature. This new man is the work of a creative miracle. And he's created how? No, no, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. You're saying it right. But I want you to chew your meat before you swallow it. The day you were declared righteous is the day you were created. Come on now. You cannot separate being declared righteous from the new creature. If you can't believe you're righteous, you can't be saved. Come on now. I'm going to prove it to you from the Word. And I'm going to stay at it until I get you agreeing with the Bible. The next statement. This new man has a new set of thoughts. He thinks holiness is not the length of your dress, makeup or no makeup, jewelry or no jewelry. This new man somehow has a revelation that when I believe I've been made righteous, that is, in actual fact, true holiness. That the day I start acting like I've been made righteous because I've been made righteous, because I've been giving a gift of righteousness to reign in life because I am created just like God, after God I was created. I wasn't created after somebody's idea of what a a, a Christian ought to look like. I literally was recreated the way Adam was created to look just like God, which means he didn't just make me righteous. He gave me his own righteousness. I'm as righteous as God himself. That's what it means. And that until I really believe that, I will never be holy. You can say all you want to about I'm holy and I'm living clean and I no no not until your mind gets so renewed and your heart gets so fully persuaded that your thinking is a righteousness consciousness. But the day you know you're righteous is the day you know you right, you have a right to that healing. I have a right to my family being whole. I have a right to that money coming in to get God's work done. I have a right to own that property. I, it ought to be in my hands. Now, do you see what was happening here today? Yes, sir. Miracle of a sound mind, yeah. miracle of a renewed mind yes, sir. has to do with paving the path so you can begin to think of yourself as a righteous being. Yes. So you're free from guilt. You're free from shame. You're free from condemnation. 
and you stand before God in prayer in the name of Jesus, guaranteed to get an answer because you're justified, just as if I had never sinned. I'm as guaranteed to get my prayer answered in his name as Jesus would if he were praying it because he is in me, I'm his body. It'll do something in your prayer life. It'll do something in your confession life. It'll drive a strong confession. It'll call those things to be not as though they were and you won't back down to anything in the planet. Not when you know you're righteous. You see what's going on here? All right, look at Colossians 3, 9, and 10 now. Now that you see that, I want you to see that you cannot, no one can separate righteousness from the resurrection of the dead. We were declared righteous when Jesus was resurrected. I have to believe he was resurrected, and with my heart I believe under righteousness to get saved. So it's impossible, impossible to separate me being made righteous from being a new creature. If I wasn't made righteous, I'm not a new creature. If I was made righteous, then I'm a new creature. So if I can't believe I've been made righteous, I can't go to heaven. I'm going to prove to you over the next few weeks this is the gospel. And it's why people, oh, well, I, I, I won't say that. It's not necessary right now. Go to, go to Colossians 3, 9, and 10. Look at this. Go read it. Woo, I'm having church all by myself. It seems like I am right now, but it's okay. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'll just turn around and be happy. Lie, lie, lie not to one another, seeing you've put off the old man. So anytime you're talking to somebody about their old man, you're lying to them. A lot of y'all been lying to each other. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to come on up to the Bible, you're going to have to repent for lying. Because every time you look in the mirror and make some unrighteous comment about yourself, you're lying. You've been deceived. By the father of lies, you're lying about who you are and what Jesus did, and you're literally stripping the cross of its power. That's unholy. Amen. Am I helping anybody? Yes, sir. Well, I'm working on your brain. Somebody say, well, you just brainwash. You bet. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm doing everything I can to wash that stinking brain of yours. Lie not to one another, seeing that you've put off the old man with his deeds, verse 10, and have put on the new man. Now this new man is, look at the phrase, renewed in knowledge. And this isn't like information. This isn't like the information age and I have been in concurrent education and I'm up on the latest technology. This is revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge of what? Of you? Who you are, what you've been... No. After the image of Him that created Him. So until you know Him, what He's like, revelation of Him, what He thinks about you, what He did, what He did in you, what He's like, you're never going to find out who you are because you're just like Him. So you don't need more revelation about it. The problem is already that you already know too much about you. What you don't know is what's killing you. People perish for a lack of knowledge. And they don't know. They think they are who they think they are. It's what they don't know about him. Because they don't know 
that when you see him, you shall be like him, for you shall see him as he is. As he is, so are we in this world. So literally, far above principality and power, how is he right now? Is he sick? Is he broke? Is he confused? Is he spinning around asking the Father, begging the Father to do something for him? Well, then what are you doing that down here for? You're an ambassador. You don't live here. You're from another world. You're a heavenly being having a temporary human experience. Well, I just thought I was a, you know, I just thought I was a human being. Well, not a mere man anyway. Remember, you died. Let me try that over here. See, the biggest problem with the body of Christ is they think they who they were before they got saved. So they're saved, think they're going to heaven, and how happy about that because I've been living like hell, and thank God I get in by the chinny-chin-chin chin of my hairs. And <laughs> hallelujah. But there's more to it than that. That old man got to pass away, and you got to let him die. You have to take, you know, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. There are too many people that are having too much trouble with their hide. And they need to take Mr. Hyde off of life support. Yes, sir. You know, uh-huh. Yes, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like Dracula, you know. He sleep during the day. <laughs> huh? But you get over in the dark, he wants to go, come out. You you can't, you gotta keep him, you gotta keep him nailed down. He, let him die. Yes, sir. You can't let that flesh man loose. <laughs> incarcerate him in your thinking. Incarcerate her in your heart. No, she died. No, he died. Say this out loud. I just heard this phrase. <laughs> I don't even look, I don't even look like my former self. If you could only see who you are. If you only understood who you are. You're created after the likeness of him. Mm. Renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Created in righteousness. There's just no possible way for me to walk in authority without a revelation of righteousness. That's what's going to keep everything under your feet. So that's what I want to finish this morning talking to you about in Isaiah 54. It's the year of the great lifting up. Say it out loud. So we're going to read verse 12. And I will make your windows. Glory to God. Aren't you glad we're in a high place? Because it's a pinnacle. It's battlements. We've already studied all of this. So some of you jumped in there with me so you get it. I will make your windows of agates. I will make your gates of carbuncles and all your borders of pleasant stones. I'm going to tell you, if you get this fixed, your borders are going to increase. Did you hear what I said? Your borders and your whole land to the borders is going to prosper. If you'll get this fixed, if you'll come on up into the place he created you to wage war from, I will make your windows of agates. Agates are, uh, 
You have to have a diamond blade to cut an agate. An agate is so, it's rock hard, you can't see through it, and it's ebony black. And you have to understand that we're not talking about like a window, like, you know, we're not talking about, you know, crackled glass and mirror glass and wavy glass and those old windows. No, we're not talking about glass at all. We're talking about the top of a castle that has, that has cutouts like this. So that you, it's where you wage war from. So when the enemy approaches, you see them afar off. You're in a high place and you have a window. That's what that is, to shoot from. But you also have the high place to hide behind when they shoot at you. So they're above you. So you shoot from undercover. It's so hard, the enemy can't penetrate it. The cover you're under is so hard, the enemy has no weapon to take you down from your high place. And you shoot from that window. It's a, it's a high place where you can see the enemy approaching. They, they come and try to batter and ram the gate. You pour hot oil on them. Ah, they run off because, I mean, they blow you. What do you think the anointing is? It's hot oil, man. I tell you what. It, it's the bomb of Gilead to the believer. But it's like electrocution to the devil. I mean, they hate the anointing. That's why demons, they just start, people start getting all fidgety when they get around them. Because I'm carrying something that'll just go, I just can't handle it. It's the electric chair for them. The anointing is the electric chair for the devil. He knows when I walk in the room, he's on death row. Are you listening? It's what you got to see on the inside. So many people see themselves as the 12 year old suffering person that's just trying to touch his him. Instead of the one walking down the street and them trying to touch you. You're going to have to flip the narrative. And understand that one that she touched lives in you. Glory to God. That's how you can lay hands on the sick and they recover. The one that woman touched lives on the inside of you. He's not just walking down your street. He lives in you. You're not trying to touch him. You don't live a moment without him. Glory to God. The problem is your consciousness. You're not aware of it, so you don't touch it with your faith. You don't activate it. But it's flowing all the time. It's flowing all the time. It's in this room right now. Glory to God. High place. Say high place. Say battlement. Say pinnacle. So this word uh, high place, this word window means, you know, like uh, that high place. Now, See, you're the great lifting up. This was the verse he gave me to cover the whole year. Everything he promised is going to happen this year is going to happen when we get into that high place. Are you with me? Now, what is the high place? What is the high place? We'll just stay in the Amplified Classic, and we're going to read verse 13 and 14, uh, and uh, you'll understand it. Actually, 13, 14, and 15, I think it would be appropriate. He says in verse 13, once again, Amplified Classic, and all your children yes, sir. Yes, sir. shall be disciples. How many disciples in the room? Yes, sir. Taught. Say taught. taught. Taught by the Lord and obedient to his will. Yes, and great. Yes, sir. Somebody say great. great. Hey, you talk. Hey. I'm in the dictionary. And this is the picture beside my name. Great 
is Reverend Tracy and Lori Harris's peace and undisturbed composure and all of their children and their children's children. <laughs> That's a definition of who I am. How about you? I said, how about you? Glory be to God. The undisturbed composure. Now look at this. Now next verse. You shall establish yourself in righteousness. Now look at the context. Evidently, being established in righteousness is the high place. This is what I'm trying to get you to see. I'm trying to get you to see that the righteous is an everlasting foundation. That the king's throne is established by righteousness. That when you come up, when you get a revelation of righteousness, you've stepped into the place this new man was created to live in. Because he's created by it. He's created in it. Which is why Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, a strong tower, battlements, windows, high place, pinnacle. The name of the Lord. The righteous run into it and they're safe. Well, that tower. What's the tower? The name. See, this is what people don't get. When the reason I was made righteous was because I was named with that name. When Jesus came out of the ground and stripped the devil, he didn't like get raised up and get the name. He got the name and the name raised him. It was the name that blew him out of hell. And he got the name when he qualified as a substitute for me to be made righteous. When I was, bam, when I was declared righteous in hell, boom, he got the name and blew him out of there and he led captivity captive and hell couldn't hold it. So when you look at Philippians chapter 2, you see clearly, wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name. Well, now you see that. You see how it's written there. When he got the names, when he got exalted. The names what exalted him. And put him far above principality, power, might, dominion, every other name this name, every name in three worlds, and every knee in three worlds will bow and swear he's Lord. Why? At that name. When he got the name, boom, it blew him from the lowest hell to the highest heaven, sat him down with his enemies under his feet, and at that name, every knee bows, because it was the name that exalted him to that high place. A name better than all the angels. Amen. Well, what happened to you when you got that name? What happened to you? Brought you to a high place. It's your tower. It's the place. It's your window. I see everything through and in that name. Whatever I have in that name, that's who I am. The new creature has a name, and his name is Jesus. <laughs> Woo! I see everything through the windows of that name. If the name can do it, I can do it. It's my name. It's the family name. It's the name of the new creature. It's not only right that I have the name, the name made me right. When I believed in him and received him, I got him. When I got him, I got the name. So the name is him and he is the name. You can't separate the two. So the name, faith in the name is faith in him. The name is a person and I am the body of Christ and I got a new name and anything that name can do, I can do. When I got that 
name I got exalted. Are you understanding what I'm saying here? Now here's the point I want to make and we'll, we'll just look at a couple of scriptures to close it out. You shall establish yourself in righteousness. Drop down past the colon. You shall be far. Say far. far. Say it again. Far. Say it again. Far. far from even what? Even what? Whoa, whoa. Even what? The even the thought. Far from even the thought. Far from even the thought. Not fighting it all the time, not resisting all the time, not waking up every day trying to make it work, not spinning around in torment, laying in bed with your mind spinning how things going to happen tomorrow. Far, 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 far from even the thought. When you get a rebel, when you get established in righteousness, your soul will change forever. It's the fix. It's the fix for a sound mind. A revelation of righteousness will fix your mind instead of you trying to muzzle and control it. The answer is not resist negative thinking. The answer is eat the word until the only way you can see yourself is righteous. I can't have that thought that thought does not apply to me. Oppression doesn't apply to the righteous. Fear doesn't apply to the righteous. Terror doesn't apply to the righteous. Sickness doesn't belong to the righteous. Uh, you understand what's going on in the room? You got to get a sound mind. And to do that, you got to get your mind renewed that you were created in righteousness. It's right for my need to be met. It's right for me to have more money than month. It's right for me to not only have my need met, but want supplied, and beyond that, a full supply to give some away to help somebody else. It is right, it's right, it's righteous for this to be in my hands. I'm supposed to have it. Are you listening to me? The dope-smoking, pornographic pedophiles aren't supposed to have it. I am. Yes. Yes. The fake Christians, I won't even go there. And I'm telling you, there's a separation coming. You mark my words, there's a separation coming. And it's a big one. Can we pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment? Because God's doing something in this house. Far from the thought of it. Far from the thought of it. I said far from even the thought of it. Far from even the thought. Far from even the thought. Far from even the thought of it. Far from even the thought of it. Oh yeah, I'll do that, Lord. I'll do that, Lord. I tell you, the Word's done such a deep work in the power of God today. I, I'm, just, I, I'm aware when things are done. Now, uh, something has been done. So here's, let's just do this. Stand on your feet right now, and let's let the Word finish, finish the work here. Romans chapter 8. I saw it, but I want you to see it. Now that we've been talking about this, you can see it. You understand that when you get established in righteousness, that's your high place to see from, to shoot from, that you can't be touched. The enemy has no weapon against it. Right? Yes, what is that place? Established in righteousness. Yes, sir. 
Great is your peace and undisturbed composure. You're inaccessible to the curse. When the devil tries to do something, you see him way out there. You're in a high place. You got the exact weapon going to take him out. It's the name. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. So you can see far from even the thought of oppression, far from even the thought of oppression, what destroyed oppressive thoughts? Establishment in righteousness. So it's not about resisting negative thoughts. It's about getting a revelation of who you are and those thoughts won't even have effect in your life because they don't even apply. Oh, come on. They don't, they don't even apply to you. Well, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Devil, you need to talk to somebody else. That don't apply to me. <laughs> yeah, but if places are going to get so high, it's going to just eat up all your retirement. Well, you need to go talk to somebody else. I, I'm, I'm not participating in that. That doesn't apply to me. All right, I just want to see if y'all go home. All right, just because you stood up, you didn't lose your, you, you're still sanctified, right? Yes, sir. All right, listen now, listen now. We're just going to start in verse 1. I don't know how many verses we'll read. We might read 2. We might read 4. We might read 7. We, we may read 11, but we're going to read them. <laughs> and I'll tell you why we're going to read them. King James Version, we're starting right here because something is about to get sealed in your life. Based upon the understanding of righteousness, may this come alive in you. Are you ready? Yes, Are you sure you're ready? Yes, this applies to you. What, everything I'm going to read right here, this is you. Right now. There is. Say it with me. There is. There is. Therefore. Therefore. Now. now. Right, now. right now. No condemnation. No condemnation. To, me. to me. Because I'm in Christ Jesus. You just take that stuff right on down the road. That don't apply to me. Because I do not have a carnal mind. I do not walk after the flesh. I have a spiritual mind. And I know who I am in Christ. Verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus. Has, already has already made me free. Made me free. I have said I have, I have. been made free, been made free. Already. already. I'm not going to be delivered. I'm already delivered. I am already free. Why I'm in Christ. I'm in Him. I am as free as He is. I'm as righteous as He is. I can't be condemned any more than He can. Who's going to judge Jesus and His stick? 
I know I got a little work to do. You know, I'm building something in the front yard. It's been laying there a little while. We got some big oak trees and some other stuff and a lot of dirt and yada, yada. And, you know, between travel, you know, it's been weeks and, and then week turned into a month and it was laying there a little while. And, man, when I put that in the ground, it was all level and it was ready. I was ready to do it and it was clean. I got back the other day just to get started on the project. I had to get out there in the tub with a shovel because it's all kind of acorns and sticks and dirt. And I can see right now I'm going to have to get my shovel out. Because y'all been laying around letting stuff blow in your life. Yes, sir. Come on now. No, no more of this. We, uh-uh. we getting the dirt out. Amen. We getting the acorns out. Amen. We getting the sticks out. Because God wants to put some clean stuff in there. Amen. You're already free. You're not going to be free. That stinking thinking is gone. You're already free. There is therefore now. When is now? Oh, you already passed now because now's a second ago. See, the, the time it took you to say that, it wasn't now. Yes, sir. That's how free I am. <laughs> and nothing that happened during the service can stick on me. Preach in this house. Somebody better learn how to preach in this house. Because one day I'm not going to just run. One day I'm going to be translated to India, translated to Russia. Somebody better know how to preach because I'm going somewhere. Woo! Tell you what. We don't have any choir robes, but I'm so anointed I'd kick the back out of one if I did. I got that mule spirit. Get off of me. You can't ride me anymore, devil. I'm not broke. I ain't broke. I ain't going to let you hold those reins on me anymore. Ain't happening. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, if this were my entertainment preacher acting performance. It would have been hard to keep this up for 40 years. But anybody that knows me knows this ain't just a sermon. This be me. Because I'm a new person. I love life because life loves me. I'm a blessing magnet. I'm a miracle looking for a place to manifest. I'll preach if one person will stand still or two people will walk slow. And if you run up to me right in the middle of a bunch of doubt and unbelief and say, would you pray for me? Everybody gawking, how dare him think he can heal somebody. I'm going to slap my hands on your forehead anyway. Because I know who I am. Glory to God. Hell can't hold me. Glory to God. Huh? Now listen, I don't recommend trash talk. We're holy people. But that's a vernacular of competition. So hear it in the redeemed stance. Sean, I know you're a very good basketball player. I have to know it. I know it down inside my spirit. There are a number of times on the court 
with a ball in your hand, and somebody looking at you, look at and he said, and he said, oh, he acting all cocky. He said, you can't hold me, huh? Huh? Oh, come on, boy, let's see what you got. You can't hold me. You ever said that? You ever proved it? It's time you get a little attitude about yourself. Oh, Mr. Devil, look at you all thinking all cocky. You can't hold me. Put that crossover on them. You go to your left. You can't hold me. Give me a microphone. I said we might read two or four or ten or eleven. I don't know how many we're going to read. Hand it to her. Prophesy. Whew. The days of the of coming church is here. This is the time and the seasons that I had declared from the beginning of the days. It is the time. It is now due season. It is not coming. It is here. So I need you to shake and take off your clothes, the old clothes of the past. It is Rosh Hashanah. It is my year. Happy New Year. It is my year. It is my year. And I will have my church. I know that she needs healing, but I am the healer. I am putting her together because I will have a pride. I will have a church that is triumphant in the earth. And this is what I'm going to do. This year, it is my year. I am going to adore her. I need her to be whole. I need her to be put together. Oh, because I am the one that's going to demonstrate through her, through the, through the principalities and powers, the manifold wisdom of my kingdom. No broken church. No sick church. But an overcoming church. A victorious church. A church that knows my name, the name that is above every name, the name that made hell tremble, the name that resurrected the Son, my Son, the name that created heaven and earth, the name that is above every name. That is the name that is triumphant in this hour. It is by my name. It is by no other. It is by my name. It is not by any other. Oh, the name, the name, the name. I proclaim it is the name, the overcoming name, the name of my son, the name of the one that I raised from the dead. That's the name. That's the name. And that's the overcoming, the name that overcomes everything. The universe was created by me. I am the architect. I created everything. I created the heavens. I created the earth. I created all things that are in the earth. So now, my church, <laughs> the kingdom is different. 
I want to talk to you about that. Because only those that recognize that, only those that understand that it's not just the church, my kingdom come. That's what I said in my prayer. My will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. So now, my kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And to that kingdom, that kingdom shall be no end. Now the corporation come for you to understand you are not only an individual. You are part of this kingdom that is arising in the earth in this hour. You are not just a citizen of this nation. You are a citizen of heaven. You must think like that. Think like me. Yes. I am that I am. And it's a kingdom that I establish in the earth. It is my kingdom that I said. The kingdom of heaven is here. It is now. And it is not going to be through any other entity. But you are the one that will demonstrate my power and you will demonstrate who I am in the earth. I need you to come and assemble yourself in the place that I have sent you. Not where you want to go. Not to do what you want to do. And not to despair and not to be disappointed. Come out from among them now and be separate I need you in this hour to take your place to demonstrate to the principalities and power my wisdom, the manifold wisdom of my kingdom. And I will say today, my kingdom has come. I see that. And my will will be done. In this church, in this kingdom built church, I said, My kingdom is come. And it is a new day. And don't take it lightly. And don't think, Oh, this is another word. Wash me. Wash if I will not do what I said. Because this is the hour of my sons and daughters to rise because I said rise. Rise to the place that I had prepared for you. But just you have to legislate with me. And my son, you must legislate the things on earth. Mm-hmm. As I had said for you to do. I'll do that, Lord Jesus. Because there are things that even them, that may, they may not understand it. But you know what I'm talking about. And I need you to declare what I said. Whether they understand it or not. It is time for those words to reverberate through the earth. Because the, the sound is coming out. There is a sound that goes to us to go out into the earth. Glory to God. And I'm looking 
For those men are looking for sons and daughters, are looking for kingdom builders, are looking for the sons of God in the earth. The word has to come. That voice has to reverberate. Yeah. It has to broadcast who I am. <laughs> Whoever don't understand it, I will visit them. I will have a one-on-one -on -one with them. Because it is time. Okay, Lord. Because that creation... Is groaning, is traveling yes, for the manifestations of the sons of God in the earth. Arise to the new place. Arise to the mandate. Arise and have dominion over the earth. Yes, sir. It is time. It is time. It is time. Yes, sir. It is time. Yes, sir. And there was a demonstration of the Spirit that happened that many of us missed just a few moments ago. When the man of God took off and ran, the Spirit of God was saying, I have now increased the pace yeah. of the race. He didn't just do that out of something to do for fun, but he's saying to my children, it's time for you to run, run, run. It's time for you to get into the flow and follow those that are on the go, those that are, you are connected to, and this is the answer for many of you because many of us have been slack, many of us have held back, but it is time now to go on the attack and to take what belongs to you and follow the man and the woman of God into everything that he has for you. So do not miss the opportunity again to follow and to run and to go in the flow of what I have for you in every area of life. For the time has come for my children to rise up and be who I've called them to be because there's not much time. Time is short mm. and it's it's time to be ready. I will have my bride ready. I will have my people ready to do, to follow, to get in line. So know that this was a sign, a sign for the time of today for this body here. Get ready and get into gear. Hey! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. 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 I receive it. That's what I saw happening. If you had, if you have your tithe, your offering right now, in this anointing, right now, is accelerated harvest. Accelerated harvest. I said accelerated harvest. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We're going to get there. We're going to get there where the place erupts and folks aren't like dialing down waiting for me to close the service. We're going to get there to where it's going to be erupted. I'm just going to turn and walk out because I'm done with my part. Yes, sir. And you're going to still be shouting, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Because you're going to be lost and crying and worshiping and running. Yes, sir. 
Gone are the reserved seats. I said, gone are the reserved seats. If I have to do this to tattoo it in your heart, I'll have enough signs made where every seat will have a tag on it that says, not a reserved seat. No reserved people get to sit in these seats. That's the new you. That's the new man. It's not the depressed, slow, you know, waiting to see man. It's the righteous man and woman. It says it's mine now, it's near, it's new, and it's now. Somebody say it's near, it's new, and it's now. Say it again. One more time. Woo, glory to God. Do you believe it? Hallelujah. We've come to a place where it's my unhooking moment. Not because the service is over, but, but we've been at the buffet. And I've got to let you digest a little before we come back and eat some more. Glory to God. Oh, there's so much happening. Even there's just so much. Just, I'm just like this wanting to announce some things that have happened. I told you it'd fall by fall. I'm telling you, I told you the sower's going to start overtaking the reaper. I had the harvest in my pocket before I sowed my most recent seed the day the next morning was fall. I had the harvest in my pocket while I was announcing it. I'll say this much and I'm done. Praise the Lord. Give me my, uh, bring my, where's my bag? Yeah, yeah, get out of that small pocket on the side. Bring me my phone real quick because I want to read it just like the Lord said and I'll dismiss you with this word from God. I got this word uh, this past week and uh, it's on top of these seven harvests and you need to hear it. And I'm going to dismiss you with this thought. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, I left it in the room. Well, praise the Lord. I'm glad they know where it is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I did. I wasn't worried about my phone, was it? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo-wee. I'm going to start preaching with some suspenders, man. I'm going to run my pants. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. There's mighty things, mighty, mighty, mighty things happening in the room. I was uh, up in the hours, wee hours of the morning. The word of the Lord came to me, and I was had been several hours just praying, interceding, looking over into some things. And um, glory to God. <laughs> yeah, I see that, Lord. You'll finish that, won't you? Praise the Lord. Right here. The Lord said, the Lord said, expect the unexpected. Now listen to me. He said, ridiculous harvests are coming your way. Now I know that was him because I'm a big stickler for words. And ridiculous has a negative connotation. So when he said it, I said, Lord, talk to me about this. I mean, I just instantly knew. He said, I used that, that word on purpose. Because the, the, the root word for ridiculous is ridicule. It means to jest or laugh. And he said, there are some harvests that are going to come that so overwhelm beyond your, your, your asking or imagination. You go, and you're just going to go, it's going to take your breath away. And you're just going to start laughing and rejoicing. And, so, and then the Lord said to me, I'm going to make the body of Christ that will receive it so wealthy they'll get ridiculed for it. 
You can't worry about the persecution. How he's about to make us wealthy. He said he's going to put it all in our hands. I said he's going to put it all in our hands. So I'm going to, I'm going to. <laughs> so listen to what the Lord said. Glory to God. Woo! Expect the unexpected. Ridiculous harvests are coming your way. There are going to be some interruptions in the ordinary course of events. But what appears to be an interruption is going to be your harvest in manifestation. Some coarse interrupting harvests are on the way. I said some coarse interrupting harvests are on the way. I'm telling you, you've been thinking you were going to do this and you, this is the way you're going to go about getting it done and all that. And the bam, the harvest is going to come and you go, oh, I guess we need to change our plans. We've got to do this now. We got to. It's literally destiny altering, course interrupting, so we're overtaking the reaper, ridiculous harvest in an unexpected fashion coming so fast it's going to overwhelm you. So he's trying to get you up so that when it comes in your hands, you're not shell-shocked for a while. Because everything he's prophesied to this ministry is coming to pass so fast, it's going to make your head swim. I've got some announcements to tell you about harvests that have already happened this fall, uh, before the day before fall. Amen. Then I woke up on fall. I, he said, oh, Lord Jesus, glory to God. So we'll be talking about that next week. You want to be here. I thought I'd get into it today, but no, look what God has done. Look what the Lord has done. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes.